You know, when I have such a good tip, someone told me once when you go on video, do not play with your hair. Do not. Okay. Because if you play with your hair, that's all anyone will be thinking about the whole time is they'll be looking at your hair and you'll see people doing this now. So it's very important, like that you kind of get settled at first and then just let it go. Don't look at yourself. Don't play with your hair, but it's challenging, but it's a really good tip. My tip is don't let somebody have a, a chair that swivels if they can't behave themselves. Right. Because otherwise they'll spend the entire time doing this and making you dizzy. And bracelets. I took all my bracelets off because they didn't, they, uh, Jangle. I love that sound in normal times, but not on the microphone. <laughs> no, there's some sounds on microphone are really not good, especially if you're trying to edit and you have headphones on. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think that's a great way to actually start the podcast. You know, we haven't said hello. We haven't done any introduction. <laughs> this is the first time with a guest and we're rocking and rolling already. So yes. everybody, I would love to introduce you to Sue Bidstrup all the way from Texas, although not hailing from Texas originally. And uh, as you can tell, Sue and I have, have actually worked together before on a couple of different podcasts. Hence, we just rocking and rolling straight away. <laughs> yes, very comfortable, very easy to chat. Always a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun. But I think it would be a good idea if you could introduce yourself and what it is that you do. Okay, awesome. Well, I was thinking about this, you know, there's lots of things that we do, right? And I help people hone in on how to say what they do. So I started my company, Great Big Yes, in 2010. And I started it because it was all about helping women say yes to God's invitation to walk with him in their life. And it's taken on lots of different lives, we'll say, during that time. And I've taught yoga, I've done all different kinds of things. But right now I am a life coach for women and a business coach for women. So I help women launch and grow their business. And so this is still them saying yes. And usually there's some fear behind that. So there's some mindset coaching that goes with it. And then also some of the practical stuff that goes with launching and growing a business. So I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. It is my favorite thing to encourage people to do what they want to do, what they feel called to do so they can have an impact on the world. Perfect. So it's not necessarily an obvious thing that you would use video in your business. So tell me how it is that you do use video. I love video. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to be talking to people who don't love video. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, I don't want to do video, but I think it's amazing. I use it for social media. I would say when I thought about this, the thing that I use it most for is on Instagram. And there's a lot of different ways to use video on Instagram. You could do a long form video on IGTV. You could do a short reel. You can do a story that's really just like tiny little segments, like up to, I think it's a minute total. And so I do all of that. I love lives. I love to go live on video with people. You know how it's like a split screen and then you can share that. So Really all the ways um, you can use video, I think are great on Instagram. And I think it just helps people get to know you in a new way, uh, different than just writing. So how specifically would you use it in regards to your business? I would either maybe talk to somebody that I've coached before and have them kind of 
you know, tell what they do and help them kind of get the word out. Cause what I'm doing is I'm helping them grow their business. And so sometimes having them on a live with me brings my audience to like introduce them and say, Oh, well, what do you do? So I, I use it for that. I use it just for discussion too. Like I'll just have someone on who I think is interesting. Maybe it's a health coach and maybe it's a yoga teacher or something. And they have a tip about how to handle the stress of the lockdowns or something. And so I'll bring them on. I use video to really serve my clients and to introduce people, you know, my clients to people or my followers to people and to give them tips. So like, if I'm going to give a coaching tip, it's different if I write it or if I use video, if I use video, I think it's just more personal and they get to know me in that way. I think if I'm trying to market my business, I use video for marketing because they're more likely to work with me. If, you know, in marketing, we say they have to know, like, and trust you. And a great way for to get people to know you is video. Absolutely. Couldn't like, agree you. With that more. like you can be funny on video, right? I know you like to be funny on video too. <laughs> uh yeah Hmm. yeah it's not an on-purpose thing I think what happens is your personality is able to come across because of course if something's written then you don't have an ability to put intonation and tone into it which you can with video exactly yes and and you and I have talked about this before sometimes when we're writing we become really self-conscious and we redo and we redo and we redo. And then I start to become like the grammar police. And then I have like a preacher voice or a teacher voice and it's strange and people read it and they're like, this is stiff. This is stiff copy. But when you're live or when you're just kind of talking off the cuff, you can't do that. And it's so much more, I think, endearing and draws people in. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think maybe that it makes people more real and more authentic? Yes. It's kind of like text versus a phone call, right? Like in the old days, when we used to call somebody, (laughs) you really couldn't like censor yourself, right? But you see these kids with the texts nowadays, where the three dots appear, they're typing something, then they're erasing, then they're typing, then they're erasing, then they're typing, right? And so it's not as authentic. It's not as spontaneous. And so I think video is much better for that. Now, you can also, if you don't want to be spontaneous and you want to rewrite, you can pre-record it which I love too. You can use that. So what would you say your most favorite social media platform is? Oh my gosh. You know, Instagram. (laughs) The listener's not going to know though. Like Sue is like the queen of Instagram. And I've got to be honest to say, I haven't got my head around it yet. Facebook, I can do. LinkedIn, I'm learning. Instagram kind of loses me somewhere down the track. I'm trying. I'm not getting very far right now, but Well, I loved Instagram even more when it was more of like the photos. It's a beautiful photo. It's a beautiful platform. Now there's a lot of reels, which are fun, but there's a lot of like you're scrolling and like these songs are popping up, you know, it's kind of, it's changed, but that's one thing that, you know, in, on the topic of video, Instagram has said, you know, we're no longer a photo sharing platform. We want you to make videos. We want you to make reels. And so for marketing, that's going to help you get seen by more people because they're going to share your reels. And you can even see in the insights, how many people see a reel could be thousands where how many people see a post might be hundreds. So it's very good for your business to use video and use reels. 
that's really quite a significant difference then between using photo and using reels and oh yes the specifics of reels isn't it that instagram wants to push reels out to people that maybe wouldn't see them that are not your followers right and the reason they're doing that is they're trying to compete with tiktok which is a video platform where people are making videos and so now the reel is like a tiktok yes. you know yeah. it's all the rage TikTok keeps changing as well, because originally it was 15 second videos, then 30 seconds, then 60. And now it's three minutes. Really? It's three yeah. minutes? See, now I haven't wrapped my head around that one. I'm on there. That's like dancing or something. Like I've got to really get ready for that. <laughs> I'm no dancer. I'm, I'm trying to do TikTok. I'm not there yet. That will definitely be one to watch over the coming months. And if you listen to the podcast and it's like the end of 2022 our tiktok might be an awful lot better than it is here at the beginning of 2022 yeah it takes time to learn the different platforms and what works on them too and watching the insights and seeing the difference and how much more powerful a video is and it's clear on instagram for sure it's definitely worth trialing different ideas as well, because what you think is going to work and what actually captures somebody else's imagination can be entirely different Right. And they have so many neat like effects on Instagram that you, if you have time to kind of like look into, okay, how do they do that thing where they make the background disappear or where it like zooms in on your face or how do I add music and all of the different things. So it can be really fun too. And really a way to show your creativity. Have you had a go at using the filters at all? I love using the filters. I mean, I think people criticize filters. I mean, there are some that are like fun. You put glass, they put glasses on you or whatever, and that's fun. But even the filters that make you look better, I think a lot of people are criticizing that. And it's kind of like, well, I think it's fun to try different things, you know, like if it's smoothing out your skin and that makes you feel more confident in front of the camera, then use the filter. Like it's, it's a fun thing to use. I like the ones that are kind of sparkly too. They kind of get your attention, you know? So I think it's fun. There's so many of them and you can save, if you see a filter that you like on someone's reel, you know, you can just click on that filter up at the top and save it. And then you have it. So there's a little tip. That's cool. Full of tips today, aren't we? We're doing good. <laughs> um, could you say that using videos had a financial impact on your business or maybe an impact on your confidence? Um, it's had an impact definitely on the connections that I've made. I've gotten more followers from using video and I get clients from Instagram. I don't know that anyone's ever said, I, I am your client now because of a video, right? So it's kind of hard to know, but I think the mix of what I do on Instagram brings people in to be my client. So yeah, I would say it does have an impact on marketing for sure on sales. I know we've touched on it briefly, but would you say that you tend to use live video more or pre-recorded video more? Well, probably pre-recorded because the reels you're kind of making ahead of time. And I don't know, actually, because in stories, one of my favorite things is to like, just go in stories, like in my car or on a walk. And that's the thing too. And that's another tip I would give people change up where you are. You know, I do a lot of like zoom stuff with this same background, but people tend to really look at my things. If I'm in the car or if I'm walking where they see the sunshine or they see a pool or they see a tree or a flag or something, they're more drawn into it. And so I would say I go live on stories a lot and I haven't done Instagram lives as much lately, but that's a live option too. This is a hard question. You can tell because I'm not sure half and half. 
That's a good answer. We'll take that one. One of the things I do though, and I do want to tell people if they're using video, if they're in a position in their business where they're always doing Zooms, and you are a good example of somebody who does this a lot, you can take that video and you can splice it up and make little videos. And so you could turn that video into a reel. Yes. So you just take a little part of it, turn it into a reel, you know? And so I think with video, you think, oh, I'm always going to be needing to create something new. I'm always going to be spending hours making reels, but really you can use the content that you have and turn it into a short little video for social media. Oh, absolutely. You should get as much out of your video content as you can. And yes. if you can, with the way that you frame it, you film it um, as if it's going to be widescreen, but you make sure that your action is available in a way that when you edit it, you can create portrait. So it's okay for mobile. So if you have a look at the way that Zoom does normally with a single presenter, it's very easy to change it around and just change the orientation of the video without losing anything. Yes. I love that. And then you feel so efficient because you're like, look at this. I just made all these things out of this one video. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you can do audiograms off it and you can write blogs off it. There's so much that you can do. And I think we worked it out. It's like 27, 27 to 30 different things you can do off one video. Oh, I, I know. You need to present that. Like, do you have that for people? But when I was working on Magic Content Multiplier, um, that's when I was working on it. And it was really funny because I was doing the, the presenting. I was recording it and I was getting bored. I was actually doing it and I was getting bored myself. So I thought, right, scrap that, go back to the beginning. So I think I'm going to create some type of worksheet from it. That means that you can kind of feed in the video. And then there's like a mind map that takes you off and gives you all the different ways that you can then. That's so cool. Yeah. That's something else for the to-do list. Yeah. I'm good at giving people like I'm good at saying that's a great idea you should package that how are you going to do that when are you going to do that oh no no not now how would you get started if you had to get involved with video all over again one of the things I say a lot is like it's not that deep just try stuff right so like I wouldn't hesitate not that I have hesitated but I feel like I started on Instagram when they really weren't using video so I've kind of kept up like as they started something new I tried it figured eh, it's not that big of a deal. Like I could make a total fool out of myself <laughs> and that would probably be fine. So I just kind of went along and learned it as I went along. I think what I want to do for the future is I want to use more video for blog posts. You know, I just kind of traditionally would just write a blog post and I want to use more video there. I think it's cool that you can add like little videos into emails um, and newsletters and things like that. So I think there's so many options for using video more in the future that I haven't done. Like it's not just for social media. There's, you know, a lot of things you can do, like make a YouTube video and kind of share it different places, share it on your blog, share it in an email, kind of things like that. So I think moving forward, I'm always curious about what's new and I'm always like, oh, this is fun, right? Well, now that, you know, you kind of figure out reels or you don't want to dance and you don't want to do what everyone else, you don't want to just point at words on the screen. And then I'm like, okay, what else is new? What else can I try? Right. But I think there's just some old school, like easy, put a video in a blog post kind of things that I never really learned how to do. So I probably would have done more of that if I would have thought of video earlier, but I think I'm kind of going along with just learning as I go along. Like I said, I started Great Big Yes in 2010. And so that was much different. There was no Instagram. I don't think, I didn't know about it if there was. 
No, and, and I think you're right in saying that you kind of keep up with the technology because email certainly couldn't carry video content because of the size of the videos. So it's right. only really coming into play now with yeah. like little boomerangy type videos coming into it. Right, which is, which is cool. so fun when you get those emails. See, and that's the thing. I think video makes it more fun. I think it perks people up. I think it's different. You know, I think you get kind of sick of that just writing on a paper. But when you see a little video, it just brings more energy to it. It's fun. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Were you nervous before you got going with video? No, we talked about this. I'm not, ner- <laughs> I'm not nervous to be on video. I always say I'm not embarrassed to be embarrassed. And I think that's my superpower. I think you can just do it. And my personality is like, I just do it. I'm not embarrassed and it's not hard, but I do, I am sensitive to that because I work with so many people who really struggle to put themselves out there on camera. And I think just kind of understanding that you can start small, right? Like maybe your first video that you would use isn't even you. Maybe it's a video of behind the scenes of your workspace. Maybe it's a video of something outside, maybe, you know, it's a video of you. I love those videos where people have like a piece of paper and a pen and it just shows the video of like what they're writing. You know, there's ways to be creative and you kind of get used to like, okay, putting it out there. Okay. Now I know how to put it out there. And then maybe the next one you show your face for just a second and then you turn the camera. Right. And so I think you can build up to that confidence if you're not confident to just start off right on camera. The other thing is like we talked about, you could pre-record it. And, you know, even in reels, you can choose a pre-recorded little video to put on there. You don't have to be filming that live as you go. So I think there's ways and I'm sensitive to that. I wasn't nervous, but I do think that's a real um, sticking point for some people is they just they don't want to be on video. Yeah. So me a long time. Yeah. Took me a lot to get going on video. And I know I, I make the joke about the first Facebook lives I did. I was so wooden. And uh, nobody's ever going to see them ever because they're that bad. So it's, it really is a case of, well, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Well, and also what, what I always say is action brings clarity, right? So you took action. You felt like you looked wooden. You're like, this is embarrassing. I'm not going to do that. You can take it. down. That's a good thing about social media. You can take it down, right? If you're putting something in an in email or on a blog post, it's a little bit different. But if you're just putting something out on Instagram and then you decide, I don't really like that, you can take it down. But that action is going to bring more clarity and more confidence as you move forward. So yeah, definitely. And, and Facebook lives are different because people can show up. And sometimes you're nervous if people aren't showing up, right? Like you're thinking, are people going to show up? And that's an Instagram live too. You're kind of looking down there. Are people showing up? So there's that second level of something on your mind. Whereas like a reel doesn't have that. You're just putting it out there. You're like, oh, well, if people see it fine. You, you know, you can see the likes, but with the lives, I think there's that I starting with a live might be a little scary, but also knowing the good thing about the lives is they're posted then and people oftentimes watch them later. I think I was the other way around because I made the decision to go live for 30 days. Mm. It was really good because it meant that 
I got better because I stopped caring about trying to make it so perfect. Yes. I relaxed into it. But what would happen is I would just set off and, and do my thing and I'd have like one or two and then it would go up to three. And that would make me stumble because I'm like, oh, there's somebody else on. <laughs> and then they dropped yeah. off again. You're like, ah. Oh. Um, and so it was really dangerous to be watching that number in the corner changing because it can really put you off your stride. Right. And that's actually a really good point, you know, to be prepared and just do your thing, imagining that people are just watching it later and kind of letting that whoever's there live go. Because I think what a lot of times people do on video and live, and I've done this too, where you're like, oh my gosh, hi, Sue. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, hi, Karen. I'm so glad you're here. And then it's like, when people are re-watching that, that's a little awkward right? So just to kind of forget about the live piece, if you could just kind of block that out and just act like you're just pre-recording that video, it's better. But yes, it's distracting. And you're looking down or you're seeing things pop up. And unless it's a live where you really want to ask a question and answer live, that's going to be totally different. And I always recommend with those, tell people in advance, invite people, send it in an email, ask people to come, put it out there in advance, like put it on your stories, like keep inviting people. Cause you have to kind of market the live in order to get anyone there to ask you questions. Yeah. Right. Makes yeah. a ton of sense. There's so many ways to use, to use video, but if you did 30 days, like in a row, I love that because you're just like, well, I got to do it. Right. So it's forced to get comfortable. And what you said is forced to not make everything perfect. And I think that is key because people are nervous because they think they have to be perfect, but perfect is kind of a, a repellent. Nobody wants to see somebody who's perfect. They want to see somebody who's real. So yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the, the wonderful things with the way that the media has gone, because when I first started out in the media, it was perfect. It was smooth. And a lot of it was governed by the technology that we were using because it was huge, great big cameras. You didn't have the flexibility of movement and the fluidity that we have now. And yeah. I've got more processing power in my phone than I had in any of the equipment that I was using then. So yes. you have a lot more flexibility with it. Mm -hmm. And the way it's moved on means that if you've got a jump cut or you know things bob around a bit it doesn't matter it's not an issue I think yeah. like when I first started out when I did my degree if I'd have put jump cuts in like we see every day on social media now I think I would have been significantly downgraded on my assessment right yes everything had to be just so yeah and now that's actually kind of frowned upon everyone's like oh just be yourself yeah I think it's great it's like the punk movement for video <laughs> yes for sure Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Sue. If people want to get in touch, what's the best way of them getting hold of you? Yeah. So it's great big yes on Instagram and greatbigyes.com is the website and you can get everywhere from the website. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited for you and everything that you're doing. This is fun. Thank you. Well, you are my very first real guest. Oh, how fun. Real guest. So no, it's, <laughs> uh, it's been a blast as always. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much.